0: welcome to EE e. times on air I'm David Finch uh, we're here day four of CES it's a blur I'm delirious I'm not sure where I am but I know who I'm sitting with pretty cool stuff we are uh, of course in Eureka Park I've been here all week um, and uh, you know I learned that some broadcasters do this from a trailer like they they have a trailer outside with connectivity and a whole sound stage and all this um, might do that next year, but at the same time, uh, I would not be here in the middle of Eureka Park with all these like brilliant people just walking around being brilliant. And it's been a lot of fun. And, and one of the things that I've enjoyed the most about this week, honestly, has been talking to all these really great innovators um, who have these ideas. They have the intelligence, the intellect, to uh, even make a product out of what they're doing, but then connecting The people who have the ideas, the productization abilities, to the people who then can guide them with the business case, the go-to-market strategy, which is a very important piece here as well. So, really nothing being done in a vacuum is is what we're talking about this week. There's just so much uh, innovation uh, yet to occur uh, in, in all of our lifetimes, and the more that we're connecting, collaborating. Uh, I think the better off we'll all be, and the better off uh, the state of technology will be over the next uh, several decades at least. And in the spirit of that, I've invited Stas Gation. Nailed it. Nailed it. From, uh, he's, <laughs> Stas is the managing director at the uh, Cambridge Innovative, I'm sorry, the Cambridge Innovation Center in Massachusetts. Uh, Stas, thank you so much for joining me. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So. Uh, I'm I'm new to the concept, step me through a little bit what the Cambridge Innovation Center is.
1: Sure, so uh, Cambridge Innovation Center, or CIC for short, I'll spare you saying it, um, many more times. Thank you. Uh, It's, uh, you know, three-letter acronyms are almost as good as four-letter words. So um, we're uh, a shared space for the most interesting companies in the world, operating now in seven cities and continuing to grow, uh, that provides resources and innovation community
0: for people who want to make the world a better place through technology. That's, uh, that's exactly the spirit of what we're doing here. And, uh, what, in your opinion, uh, what, what is your take on the importance of collective shared spaces, the right working environment, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, look, ultimately, if you have to think about what makes innovation in, the, in, in this century different from innovation in the past, it's really driven by people working on their specific n- narrow category okay. of insight. Combining it with a bunch of other insights from other people, right? So, if you look at um, folks like Elon Musk, um, the most interesting innovations are not happening necessarily in the car itself, but are happening in the things around the car—the battery, the sensors, uh, other kinds of things. If you think about that from a startup standpoint, if your startup maybe making uh, some kind of Fit Band. The interesting thing is gonna be the sensor which you might talk to people here about, but also the software and then also the AI to get insight from that, uh, from the data that you gather from this. And that is not something that anyone's gonna have internal interest in, so you're gonna to have to get a bunch of other people to collaborate with and spaces make that possible by putting that collaboration in the physical work environment.
0: You know, the parallel that I'm seeing here is um, it's now ubiquitous, right, to, to be able to write your own music, record it yourself, perform it yourself, upload it yourself to an audience, a digital audience. Uh, You really are in control of your destiny as a musician. It's a very enterprising, uh, uh, you know, approach now that's been enabled by global technology. And, uh, you know, prior to that it was, hey, you know, MCA or whoever, would you buy my record, you know, capital records? Do I have a deal? No. Of course you don't have You're a deal. Right like, five people get deals, we're going to give you some money and take all your royalties, right. <laughs> Like if that's your deal. <laughs> um, and uh, and it's certainly true in the, the tech startup space as well. No longer do you have to say like, ooh, I hope to be hired by this enormous, I hope to be hired by GE and bring my ideas to GE and take 30 years developing them. Right. It's, uh, you know what? I'm going to set up shop at the CIC and I'm going to share a hallway and a floor with venture capitalists with uh, people who develop complementing technologies so that my artificial intelligence engine has a physical thing around it to be smart about. Um, and that's that's where I think the value is in, in uh, you know, what you're doing there in Cambridge. Geographically, are you just tied to Cambridge, or has this been syndicated to other cities?
1: Yeah, so um, CIC is now in Cambridge. We crossed the river to Boston, crossed the ocean into Rotterdam, into the Netherlands, and we went halfway uh, through the country and got to St. Louis. We're also in Miami uh, and Philly, and we'll be growing to other cities soon. Um, But what we found is, it turns out, hard for a Cambridge person to admit this, um, but I'm a Bostonian, so it's much easier for me, um, that it, there are smart people everywhere, uh, and we want to engage and empower
0: them um, to build uh, really cool stuff, so happy to be there. So the you're saying the denizens of Cambridge uh, are cottoning to the notion that there is intelligent life right here uh, in their own backyard that's not in Cambridge. So we here. I'll believe it when I see do you have, this is an inflammatory question and I, w- I want to cause trouble. Sure, best guy. What, what the only guy. Uh, what, uh, what in your, are there areas of the country that are not innovative? Are oh, there any yeah. tremendous flops of regions in the United States? And don't answer that if it's right. going to get us in trouble.
1: <laughs> so what you're saying is, are there places I want to run off now and, and get angry phone calls from That's right. uh, tomorrow? That's so right. um, yes, I won't name them. Uh, but I'll say that there's really a question around, are you prepared for the economy of the future? And what do we know about the economy of the future? It's going to change quickly. We don't know what it's going to be like, but we know it won't be today's economy. And so, regions that are thinking about what was better yesterday and how do we maintain our previous industries and not spending as many resources into building the next ones uh, are really going to have a hard time, and I think we've already seen that.
0: Okay, so. This, what I'm hearing is there is uh, quite a bit of vetting. I I, yeah. I can't call and say, I have jet slippers, and I'm bringing these things to market. I can't call you and just like, well, we've got an open spot. You're, you're curating the right entities to be in the CIC. Is that how it works? Um, so we don't
1: do active curation. We, okay. um, uh, our actual approach is to think about it like this are, you cannot rent CIC from a distance. You have to come into space, walk with our colleagues, and feel if the experience is good for you. And we have to feel that you're kind of the right fit for the community. But that's usually pretty easy to determine. And for the most interesting entrepreneurs, what makes them, one of the things that puts, puts them in the same category, and that they all have in common, is that they've been able to convince a lot of other people to be on a journey. Right? on the journey of getting their product to market, on the journey of getting the product to people, on the journey of developing it together. And that's something that, if you're a successful entrepreneur, you're pretty good at. Um, and so part of that has to do with funding. So CIC is pretty expensive. It's really targeted at serious entrepreneurs. So if you, haven't, if you don't have resources, it will become quite a bit harder for you to get your product and your message out. Uh, and so folks who have um, the ability to do that tend to be better um, at scaling their business and growing globally.
0: Well, certainly, uh, you're not doing anybody any favors. If they don't, if they don't have, um, if they haven't gotten themselves to the point where they can pay rent somewhere, mm-hmm. there's probably still some more work to do. Right. Right. And so, uh, in, the, in the meantime, we do have all these really great, uh, uh, you know, idea generators who have, whether through assistance with an, would you consider, this is not an accelerator
1: okay. though. We're not an accelerator, although, we actually provide physical space to many accelerators. Uh, so, as an example, the German Life Sciences Accelerator is located inside CIC okay. as is, for example, the Canadian Technology Accelerator. Um, and so they provide resources to their national groups yeah. uh, and companies from their countries yeah. to come and locate in an ecosystem and plug into all the resources that are available. But that's not something we do, it's something we provide space for.
0: I love this, you are not the stars, you're the constellation.
1: <laughs>
0: that's probably my most Fred Willard moment of the entire week.
1: There you go. And we're, um, You know, I think an, another funny way to think yeah. about this, and, and one that I use often, is you can sort of think about the, the innovator as the first person on the dance floor, right? Okay, so, tell me about that. So this is, the, this is a critical thing, right? Yeah. Who is the first person on the dance floor? It's a crazy person, right? The first person on the <laughs> dance floor is the, is the crazy person. But what is the difference between a crazy person in a moment and a crazy person over time is whether they can get other people to dance with them. Because the wow. second person enables the first person to be part of a pair, and when they convince three and four and 10 people to join, yeah. now you have a party. And so you go from soul crazy to I'm part of a pair to I'm part of a party. And that's the journey of the entrepreneur. And it's actually very, very similar to just going out dancing. Uh, And and that's that's something that
0: successful entrepreneurs are really good at. When I think dancing, let's use this analogy (laughs) because it's the most delightful thing I've heard all week. Uh, When I think about people on a dance floor, I think spectacular failures. to take nothing away from folks who do that sort of thing. But uh, talk to me about, they, they can't all be home runs, success stories. So talk to me about the people who are first at the dance floor, ultimately became the spectacular failures. It's usually the first person on the dance floor is the first person going home alone. Uh, so what are some of the, the big, rather impressive, Uh, implosions or or failures that you've seen in in some of these efforts?
1: Yeah, so I think um, it's actually interesting. When I was building my first company, that people kept coming to me and saying, tell me about your idea. You are such a genius. How did you come up with this concept? And I thought really hard, look, I don't want to disavow you of the idea that I'm a genius because (laughs) um, that would just be (laughs) me. But maybe I'm not the first person to have come up with this particular idea. I'm just executing it in a way that makes sense in uh, in the marketplace that we're So what we find today is a lot of companies actually, while they have a brilliant and great idea, sometimes they're coming to market and the execution doesn't quite hit it. Um, And sometimes that means that they can raise more money and create an opportunity to succeed through that. And sometimes it means a pretty drastic failure. And that, um, you know, there's there's a really interesting company in Boston that was able to build a you can think about it as something like Uber, but for vans, to address gaps in public transit services, where it, the, if they wanted to serve from one area to another, you'd call an app and you'd say, "I want to go," and the fifteen people wanted to go, they would send a micro van. So more than more people than a car or or a shared uh, or shared transit, but less than a train, sure, right, or a full blown bus. And there, um, uh, they had a pretty public failure. Um, I think I am going to say it was uh, last year, uh, and it was driven in part, and they wrote this up in the Boston Globe, so I'm not spilling any secrets, um, but uh, they, were, um, they were a company that, was, that needed an infrastructure partner to help them build the van network in order to scale and, and grow quickly, sure. and they weren't able to get one in the time. There was this mismatch between what they were delivering to the product and the amount of resources they needed to go from successful beta run to massive large scale and um, it, it failed but you know what the idea was so good that there are a bunch of other people who are actually working on that some are working on autonomous vehicles some are working on um, just the the transit and the app part of it
0: but the idea was so good that somebody will come back and do this again uh just a matter of time first person on the dance floor all the wrong moves well you know and that's 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 nobody's fault right, you, right. there are some things you design for and there are some things where it just didn't break the way that it needed to at that time Right. And you regroup, and you learn from it, and you continue to innovate regardless. Uh, on a more positive note, what are some of the success stories that we've seen that have uh, originated or uh, you know, are involved with the CIC?
1: Sure. So um, CIC is, now has about 1,100 companies just in Boston and Cambridge alone, with about 4,500 people working in those companies. So we've seen lots of really interesting uh, um, stuff over the years. Yeah. Um, There are a couple of successes actually right here at CS. So Travis the Translator um, is a a, a small device that's like a portable translating engine you can carry with you and have two-way conversations. Awesome. With people who speak a language you don't speak. Uh, And they're actually here exhibiting the Holland Pavilion. Um, They had an amazing... Uh, campaign on a crowdfunding site. Uh, We're able to get a first generation of the hardware out. Now are in uh, generation two and continuing to build really cool stuff. A company has now spun out of it to focus on um, another bit of the translation puzzle. Um, And so we see things like this happen all the time. Um, Sometimes those um, very spectacular failures we described are actually uh, very spectacular but not failures. They're just an early attempt um, and somebody will rebuild it and oftentimes the founders will regroup and because they're gifted, talented people, we'll come and build the next company and it'll be amazing. Yeah,
0: and that's just it, you keep moving forward at all costs. So you don't, you don't just get uh, knocked down because one of the legs of the structure wasn't the ideal leg and it toppled over, like, okay, well, why did it topple over? That's why, put that in place and now you've got something. Sure, exactly. And, and it's, it's in these collaborative spaces that this can exist. If they're doing this in a vacuum, the tower collapses. Well, I, I don't know why that failed, you know, uh, and they, they can't rebuild. And so, um, you know, that was uh, Travis the translator. Yeah. I, uh, in addition to my jet slippers, I've also got a product. It's called Travesty Translator, and it's when it's when people don't understand how spectacularly bad they're doing at something. It will inform you. Hey, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm actually focusing my resources on my jet slippers. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a good way to go. My application for uh, residency or whatever at the right, C- yeah. CIC is in place. Uh, don't put me in St. Louis. I'm begging you. St. Uh, St. Louis is great. Actually. I love St. Louis. The, the beer flows. <laughs> um, it's Where just, the beer flows like yeah. wine.
1: Well, uh, Anheuser-Busch.
0: So, uh, yeah. so there's there's plenty, An- you know. Anheuser-Busch. And uh, I understand a, a, a very large uh, investment group just set up shop in your CIC St. Louis location. Yeah, we
1: have a, we have a bunch, actually, and interestingly, so um, Square, which started in St. Louis, moved down to San Francisco, is yeah. coming back to St. Louis, uh, the home base, so St. Louis is really a great place. Sure. Um, uh, Boeing Ventures, uh, which is the um, investment arm of uh, Boeing, is inside uh, the building that CIC is in and partners closely with us. Um, so that they can get a sense of what's happening next um, in the
0: world of innovation around, uh, that might be relevant to their technological aims. Absolutely, the spirit of St. Louis, right? Right, that's right. Um, so, last question, and, and, and even a more positive note than uh, spectacular successes, are people who are successful in uh, doing good in the world. You know, the, the only reason to have technology is to uh, to enhance our, living standards, enhance our quality of life to make things easier, better for us, so that we can focus on the things uh, that, uh, that really light us up, right? And so is there a not-for-profit component or, or do you get engaged in any of these type of activities uh, in Cambridge?
1: Yeah, and, and actually also around the world. So CIC uh, has a sister not-for-profit organization Um, called the Venture Cafe Global Institute, um, which exists for the purpose of broadening innovation and making it available to more people and engaging more people into the innovation economy um, so that we can have a faster growing and bigger ecosystem that works for more people. Um, So uh, it's an amazing group. There's one in every city that CIC operates in and a few that are standalone. So there's a Venture Cafe now open in Winston-Salem to help grow that city's innovation economy. Uh, And CIC is not open there yet. Uh, But I'll tell you on the, you know, on a kind of a positive note, um, we have a a company out of our Miami office uh, that's figured out how to inexpensively and quickly make paper straws. And so as people are 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 getting away from uh, from plastic, they're looking at what are the eco-friendly alternatives that we can use, renewable resources uh, that make it much easier for us to. live the kind of lifestyle we're trying to live, but live it in a way that's less harmful to the environment.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Uh, so I, I, Look, the, my favorite thing about being at CIC is being surrounded by these incredible innovators um, who are doing so many different things across so many different sectors and industries. Technology, um, food, um, I mean, energy, there's just so many amazing opportunities uh, that folks are working on. It's just fun to be around them.
0: Have you connected uh, with Phil McKinney, the host of the Killer Innovations podcast? No. Broadcast out of, I believe, it's Longmont, Colorado. No. So Phil McKinney was Chief Technology Officer at Hewlett Packard. Oh, cool. For quite a long time, after I think coming up with probably who knows. Knowing Phil, it's probably something along the lines of two thousand different very successful tech startups. That because he's he's too smart to do something that's a clunker. Um, then he ran uh, HP for quite a while, and uh, now he's running Cable Labs, okay. which is the uh, the kind of the R and D uh, not for profit uh, entity that develops all the really, uh, you know, new standardized technologies and does the research and development for the broadband and connectivity yeah. industry, formerly cable industry. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so uh, I think you know you you should uh, I, I guess I'm diverging from our topic a little bit, but you should definitely connect with Phil McKinney. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's the Killer Innovations Podcast, Killer innovations and podcast. Uh, I think he would be just over the moon about what's going on at CIC. Yeah,
1: it's really amazing. I'd, I'd love to do that.
0: Cool, man. Well, this has been really fantastic. I, this is truly in the spirit of, of everything that we're seeing here at uh, Eureka Park. I know that uh, you said you've, you've got uh, you've got clients who, yeah. uh, who are here uh, with uh, Booz, is there anybody in particular that uh, we should mention?
1: Yeah, so actually um, an alumni client of ours, um, a company called Vesper, uh, that makes tiny, tiny, tiny microphones, there's one best of CES, so they're, in, uh, they're actually upstairs in, uh, the, I guess, the innovation pavilion of best of things. Hmm. Uh, so they make very, very tiny microphones, that are going in a number of devices that um, uh, Amazon, other companies, are using to produce smart speakers and such. Uh, so they actually started their Boston office when they started up their operation inside CIC. Grew, grew a pretty big team there and now our neighbors in the, in the neighborhood. So um, it's really fun to, to uh, think about their story because part of it is actually they, were, uh, they met one of their primary lead investors in the kitchen, uh, another client. Uh, they just had a conversation uh, <laughs> over, uh, over a cup of coffee. They were introduced by my colleague, Boris. Uh, who said, hey, you guys should maybe talk. Uh, you know, you're know, you an interesting venture capitalist. This is an interesting technology. Maybe you guys should talk. That led to an investment. Um, and uh, really, really great success. Um, uh, love the kind of work that they've done. Um, and they're one of the suppliers that's building the components of the future. Um, and if uh, CAC is anything, we're the mesh on which the future gets built. Uh, so it was fun to see the components uh, be yeah. part of that.
0: Look at you, man. Look at what you're doing in the world. It's a lot of fun. It's amazing. I, uh, I need to get into that CIC because best in CES, tiny microphones, okay. Jet slippers. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Stas. This yeah, has been sure. uh, incredible. I, I want to do this more often. Anytime. All right, good. Come to Boston. Well, well, I will. We're Miami.
1: In, the, uh, in January, Miami, that's where I'm
0: thinking. Uh, could be a lot of fun to do later. Uh, let's do Miami, and then we'll do Boston in the summer, yeah. and uh, there's never a bad time, really, to be in Boston, but I'll take summer. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much, and, and uh, all you innovators out there, uh, be sure to check out ces.eetimes.com to catch more interviews with industry leaders and uh, really brilliant people who are making the technology industry advance and take giant steps forward all the time. Uh, this has just been amazing. It's all exclusively on the EE Times Content Hub. Uh, And don't forget to subscribe to the EE Times On Air podcast series. What? Oh, that podcast series. Uh, Brought to you by the AspenCore Global Service and EE Times. It's a free deep dive into the most compelling stories in electronics. If somebody could hand me the free T-shirt. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. If you're really awesome, like Stas, you might just win yourself this attractive, very glamorous E.E. E. Times on air, paraphernalia. That's, oh, uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. My, in, my intention was to shoot that out of a t-shirt cannon, but I didn't get adequate funding for my t-shirt cannon. I, I, is, got, I got a guy for that. All right, uh, we'll talk after this. Yeah. Uh, for E.E. E. Times and the Aspen Core Global Service, I'm David Finch, thank you for watching. E.E. E. Times on air. This program is produced by Core. Thanks for listening.